Welcome to another episode of the Bosshood Podcast, where your hosts, Teal, that's me, and Ryan, share their journeys of becoming a boss. We hope you find some inspiration, encouragement, and motivation on your own journey to bosshood, and hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, bosses. So we're going on a short hiatus, but we're going to return with a new show format, greater topics, and even more inspiring guests for season two of the Bosshood Podcast. In the meantime, feel free to continue or relive our journey to bosshood with the other 12 episodes we've recorded full of conversations from us and some really inspiring people. In the meantime, before season two rolls out, you will see bosshood, me, and Ryan on your feeds heavily. So make sure you follow us on social media if you don't. You can follow me at T-Y-E-A-L and Ryan at Ohio Ryan and bosshood at bosshood pod. So stay tuned. Yo, let's take this time to check in real quick. So much has been happening. I feel like we say this every time, but we're literally, I mean, we were both traveling on other sides of the country, which is so funny. So much happens in 24 hours, and let alone, you know, if, if we a don't week. record for a few weeks. Right. There has been a lot going on. Well, I just it's got summer. back from Chicago. Um, I was in Chicago with... Our conference, Create and Cultivate, and my sister hopped on a bus to come meet me from Ohio. Are you serious? So that was so much fun. We had some sister-sister bonding time. I gave her a guest pass to the conference. She made business cards within 48 hours, and she Of course she did. Sounds like your sister. She came ready to work, to network, to literally work. I mean, we had her moving chairs and cutting flower stems and things, which was so funny, but... (laughs) <laughs> it was crazy. During the day of the conference, complete strangers continue to walk up to me throughout the day saying, your sister is amazing. Like, I just met your sister. She's so wonderful. What? Like, I don't even know you. Well, how do you know my sister? <laughs> right, and how do they know your sister? At one point, my sister... So she was really out here networking. Yeah, at one point she walked up to me and she said, hey, I want to introduce you to someone who manages an influencer marketing agency in San Francisco. And I'm like... Your, your younger sister did that sure <laughs> what was your response were you like shocked i was like, sitting wow. there like okay this isn't even it. like really your sister's realm she what does she go to school for well that's the thing she has so many interests and passions and everything but she and she's so okay. talented but right now she just recently started an internship with um like a very boutique fashion um woman she owns a boutique and and she's like an online seller and things but her materials are like vintage you know i'm not in the fashion realm but it's like vintage old school like really nice items and um, my sister's like writing her copy like her social copy she's writing like website copy um she's doing a lot but then she got really inspired about social media strategy and just like thinking of content while she was at the conference so she was um just talking to me about a lot of the takeaways she had. And I started sharing her on um, some apps that I use to plan social media, like, you know, lay out the Instagram feed, like automate tweets. It was really cool. So we had a great conversation. How fun is that? It was so fun. And that's crazy. It's like she's almost like it sounds like she's kind of early on. Like this is kind of where you got your start at writing copy, you know, writing website copy and things. Yeah. You were doing the same kind of things in college. She's a great writer. So it's, I'm, I'm really excited for her to find this. It and translates. she loves fashion too. So she's really like, you know, finding where worlds collide, which is cool. Um, we also had Jennifer Hudson, Shay Mitchell, and the founder of this pretty popular like blow dry bar called Dry Bar, Ali Webb. They were our keynotes yeah, yeah, for I've the conference. Yeah, I've heard of that. And I was literally in tears when Jennifer Hudson was on the stage. I was... Why? I don't know what I was expecting, but her passion and just the the way that she spoke about the things that she is passionate about in life, like giving back, like 
her she has a family foundation for her nephew that um, they give you know Christmas presents to children who who don't have the ability to celebrate a holiday you know as as a lot of us do um, in the city of Chicago. Um, she's just so passionate about being positive in life and like the fact that she's been blessed like the amount of times that she thanked God and and accredited you know her success to being blessed was just so it was beautiful it was it was such an amazing conversation um I'm a, I'm a new fan for sure I was really inspired yeah I don't even I don't I don't think I follow Jennifer Hudson on any like social media mm-hmm. or anything so I'm definitely gonna have to like look her up and see what she's been up to absolutely that's amazing though that's she looked it. great like when I saw like I was watching of course the Instagram stories and you know checking out all the coverage I was like wow that's Jennifer Hudson like yeah I don't know what I because she used to have like short hair so I was like expecting like yeah her to look different she looked amazing yeah she did that's awesome that she's using her voice and her platform to to do all this like philanthropic work that's dope yeah it was so cool it was so inspiring did she sing did she sing no. she can definitely sing she didn't sing no she didn't she wasn't getting paid for that nah. gotcha <laughs> where have you been <laughs> what have you been up to you just got back from i've Atlanta. been sweating in new york city no um yeah i just got back from a work trip too well, i feel like our lives are just always aligning at the same time so funny. something always going i was while you were in chicago i was in atlanta for the first time ever I went down there um, oh, for a work trip. Oh, your first trip. I forgot completely that this was your first time in Atlanta. That's insane. Yeah, that was it was my first ever time in Atlanta. Um and it was very um very last minute. Like one of our music editors was supposed to go down and he had some other things going on. It was also like Afropunk in New York. Um so he asked me like Wednesday night, you know, "Hey, would you be down to go to Atlanta this weekend? You know, you'd leave tomorrow, you'd come back this day. This is this is what's expected." I got an email with more info, and I was like, uh, sure, like, yeah, I haven't packed a bag, I haven't, you know, I have work to do, but whatever, I'll go, I'm like, I was down for it, at first I was almost, like, hesitant, I was like, should I go, I kind of want to hang out this weekend, but I'm like, this is, this is like a once in a lifetime, well, not even once in a lifetime, but, you know, this isn't, this doesn't happen that often, I haven't traveled anywhere with Hype Beast, um, so yeah, I went, and it was, I went down, um, Red Bull, has this music vertical, music vertical called Red Bull Music. And they do all these different events and activations around the country. And, I mean, across the nation, really. Across the nation. <laughs> across the world. Um, but they had this thing going on called Culture Clash in Atlanta. And this was really interesting, too, because I had never heard of anything like this. It was a trap music event. It was like a trap music festival. And it was exploring, like, the different realms of trap, Right. And I I grew up on, you know, I love trap music. I have a love for, <laughs> I grew up on like Gucci and Future and OJ the Juice Man and like, I can go all day. Yo Gotti. I grew up like listening to a lot of trap music, like coming up in high school. That was just a thing. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go back. We don't have to go back there, but <laughs> I definitely know a lot of, a lot of trap music, but it was exploring like the different realms of trap music. So you have your traditional like southern trap music which people like associate with of course like gucci or ti but then there was like a vertical of like latin trap music and edm trap and then like reggae and like caribbean trap music so it was all these like subcultures of trap music all coming together and there were like four different teams that represented each of those subcultures um wow one of the team leaders was zaytoven zaytoven is like a he's a grammy Grammy Award-winning producer. He produces for so many people. Future, Migos, Gucci, like, all of those, like, Atlanta, you know, names. Um, so it was, like, this competition to where to see who could kind of deliver the best performance. It was hosted by Angela Yee of The Breakfast Club. That was interesting. That was cool. cool. I, I've seen her, like, in New York. Um, but she was hosting it. Um, yeah, so it was just this completely... <laughs> it was this trapped out experience and it was dope everything was paid for too every single thing was paid for the flight the hotel the food the drinks the every single thing i i paid for i think i went i went shopping a little bit atlanta has this area called um five points Mm -hmm. like a lot of like small boutiques i've been there i've been there i've been there i've been there oh where no one every time someone's told me about atlanta no one's ever brought that up Mm -hmm. no one's ever brought that area up a lot of people of course talk about the food and like the nightlife and stuff but so I got to see like a little bit of everything. Did some shopping. We did go out. There was like after parties and they had like, I had a moment too. I had to tweet this. I was at the dinner and I was like, wow, 
I'm an influencer at the influencer dinner right now. That is so. What did, what did you never happen. What did you mean by that? Were people like? So they flew out. They flew out a bunch perhaps? of editors. Yeah, the media. They flew out a bunch of media from different publications. Oh, so dope. of course I was there representing Hypebeast. But then it was also like a networking experience for me because I met someone from the Cut, Paper Magazine, Fader, Forbes, cool. Source. Um, somebody was there from Instagram. Um, have you ever heard of Jesus Samero, the show, the radio? No. They had like a radio, they had like a podcast and they have like their own show. Look up Jesus Samero. I think you'll like him. You like radio. Um, Meryl, not Meryl, Jesus from the show was there. He's super well known in the podcast space. Um, they have a podcast called The Bodega Brothers. So he was there. Um, and then a lot of the like Red Bull marketing team was there, of course, too. So it's like the client, the influencers. And there's like an agency that they work with. It was, it was about, I say there was probably like over 25 people in media. Somebody from Vibe magazine. I had never met anyone from Vibe, so so yeah, all media, um, yeah, and it's just it was it was a really great experience. I got to share a lot of my work, and you know, a lot of times when we're kind of stuck in our, you know, we're stuck in our day to day, we kind of don't, we kind of forget, like we're really doing some cool work too. You know, when you tell someone about creating cultivate, they're like, wow, like this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people, you know, wanted to know what it was like to work at Hypebeast and what I did, and it kind of got me thinking about a new lane of marketing. Um, like talking to this Red Bull team, I was thinking like, wow, like doing these kind of brand activations, like bringing all these influences together, bringing all these, all this talent, all this culture together for this one event. Like, and they were having, I could tell, I mean, they were stressed. It was, it was a lot going on, but I could tell that they were having a really good time. I met some girls from LA on the, on the Red Bull team. So yeah, Atlanta. That's I was there for three days. I was there for three days and I saw... Paul Wall performed. Paul Wall performed. Um, this other rapper named Young Dolph. Not expecting you to know that. Wouldn't even tell you to Google that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you remember D4L, mm-hmm. Fabo from D4L, he also performed. So it was like, I never in my life would I have thought that I would have seen these guys perform. It was dope. I had a really good time. I had a lot of, a lot of Ducey was on the menu. Oh, wow. That was really nice. What a luxurious like, wow, just... experience. I know. So that's me. And Good for you. Also in New York, I'm just going to keep on rambling because I got some updates here for you. Um, I'll just This will be quick. I was blessed to really be in the building for Nicki Minaj's full on, not full on, but I was blessed to go to um, Nicki Minaj's crown interview with Elliot Wilson. Um, she did an interview with Elliot Wilson. He works for Tidal. Um, and then I also, somehow my friend, got two free tickets for her VMA performance. So then we went to her VMA performance. Um, so I'm just feeling very a part of the, the kingdom. I'm really excited for her. I'm proud of her album. I think it's a great album. Definitely encourage you to, you guys to listen. And I still have not taken... Don't hate train. I still have not taken another listen. Wow, that's a little disappointing. I know, I'm sorry. Why just... not? Why not? Is there a hesitation or you just... It just takes you some time to listen to the music or what? I feel like I have a little bit of hesitation because I saw like 10 minutes of her performance at the BT Awards and I was just yeah. like, oh, oh, Nikki. Let's not talk about that. As a fan, I would, would definitely say that that was not at all her best work. <laughs> that, was, that was actually a very cringy, I'm sure cringy experience. All of us, I'm sure there. all of us could agree that was not her best but work. But listen, her VMA performance made up for it. It was really good. It was... <laughs> There was some choreo going on. There was some dancers. The set was nice. She looked nice. Yeah. The wig looked a little better. Yeah. So she didn't have her mullet. I don't. She had a mullet on the, on the beauty. <laughs> I was it really was confused lot. by the whole thing. I think she was going through some troubling times finishing her album. She got it together. And okay. I've been a Nicki fan for forever. We don't have to go and talk. I have right too. Now. Itty bitty piggy. That was my. That was my song. Do you want to rap that right now for us? No. Mm-mm. I'll save <laughs> it for the end. Keep listening to hear Teal. I was on the plane with the wine. You can call me. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to our blossoms. bosses we really hope you've loved season one of bosshood the podcast as much as we've loved giving it to you while we go on hiatus before we give you season two there's a few ways that we could really use your support 
We're coming out with some merchandise. So cop a t-shirt for you and for the other bosses in your life to let them know how much you appreciate them. And sign up for our email list so you can stay updated with all our latest news. And check us out on social media. If you're not already following us on Instagram, please do so at Pod And like, comment, interact with us on the polls, on Insta stories, and just stay tuned. We'll be back. Um, and we've got a lot of exciting things on the way. So thank you so much for your support. Moving right into our boss moves for this episode of the Boss Hood Podcast. Y'all, this article on the cut by Lindsay Peoples Wagner. Shout out to you for writing this phenomenal. I mean, I feel like this is going to go down in a piece of, you know, just part of our highlights of 2018. The social conversation that this article, what it's really like to be black and work in fashion and the hashtag black in fashion, um, the impact that this had had on social, I mean, even in person, people I work with were having conversations about it. It's so, before we even get into this article, I think something that we have to just highlight here quickly is, I mean, this kind of goes into the power of social media that we said that we've shared about in previous episodes, but being able to create social dialogue like this around a conversation from a piece of content, like, that's the yeah, goal. That's, that's what right you want to use social media for. And I mean, for. imagine, I mean, a, that is years social media. and years and years of, of, you know, working in this industry and not really having a space to really share your voice. Like, now we're, we're in a different time. We're in a different media. We're, we're all, journalists, all journalists. If we want to be. If we, we want to use our platforms to shift conversation and create dialogue, like, we can do this. Of course, this girl's an editor, but, like, Really, anybody could have started this conversation. This girl took it to the next level, getting 100 quotes from black individuals across the industry. It was, I mean, so amazing. Um, Yeah, it was so amazing. This article appeared on thecut.com, and Lindsay wrote a beautiful introduction about the, the topic and conversation of being black within the fashion industry and um you know i think that this is just so relatable to people no matter what industry you're in there's you know black people have been a minority for so long and not even like just a minority when it comes to like a population count for the united states but minorities in the room minorities within the opportunities minorities within the um top level execs there are what what was that? There are like there are no black female CEOs at Fortune 500 companies today, and only this year was the first black photographer shooting the cover of Vogue. Like there's there's just so many firsts that we have yet to accomplish. It's insane. But anyways, back to this article, which is the focus of um, this boss move specifically. Uh, Lindsay pulled quotes from a hundred professionals within the fashion industry on like various tiers you know various backgrounds within like communications and marketing a publicist models um editors yeah in front of the camera behind anonymous like like so many people there's so many roles involved in this space there's so many you know kind of roles that you play yeah um and i just wanted to quickly just share here tracy ellis ross was quoted And her quote on, you know, being black within the fashion industry was representation and inclusion in fashion were a priority for me before I had the language to express it, which that's so powerful in my opinion. And she says, it always confused me that the industry didn't look like the world I lived in. And that's so crazy. I remember one time I I heard, um, I heard a speaker at our college campus and she was literally breaking down how white Americans and black Americans live in two completely different Americas. But yet, you know, we work together, we live together, we commute together, we we're we're in this same space, but our realities are so completely different. And it's time for the people who are taking our money to represent us for real. And for us to get some coins and make some stuff happen for ourselves. Man, that's how I feel about this. This is a beautiful article. You need to read it. Ryan, I know you read it. I know you have some thoughts. 
I do. I have a lot of thoughts, especially because I work. Yeah. I feel like, and I describe this like jokingly sometimes, I work kind of like fashion adjacent. Like, okay, I work for a publisher that our, our leading force, our leading dialogue, our leading, you know, focus is streetwear fashion and um, sneakers. That's just, Hypebeast is often referred to as like a sneaker blog, streetwear blog. Um, but I work on the marketing side, right? I'm not an editor. I'm not writing. Um, I'm more so curating content, managing our social feed and things like that. So I, and then we also cover a lot, a lot more things, you know, music is a big vertical for us. So sometimes I feel disconnected from the fashion industry because I'm not the ones I'm not creating fashion. I'm not designing. I'm not taking the photos. I'm not writing reviews. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, so I kind of sometimes feel adjacent, but since I, since I've been, you know, working at Hypebeast now, it's been over a year and a half. I've definitely um, just learned more and more about the industry, you know, and I've learned a lot about the the levels of um, advancement that the fashion industry has done. And I've learned a lot about and I've celebrated, you know, moments where people of color are really showing up in fashion. You know, we've talked about Virgil Abloh on this podcast a few times, someone that I also I look to um, for inspiration. Um, he's a designer working for Louis Vuitton now, but it's just been these small instances. But what I hear from my peers is completely different. You know, I have friends that are stylists, photographers, you know, friends that are writers, and it's different. I don't, I don't share the same experience. I can definitely say that I don't share the same experience as a black or brown person working directly in fashion. But just on the outside looking in, this conversation was just so important because it it brought voices to life that, you know have been silenced for so long. No one knows what it feels like. Like, you know, knowing what it feels like to, you know, not be paid the the same amount as, you know, someone that is equally as good or, you know, maybe not even as good as you in the industry. Um, Yeah, I want to share a quote as well. Um, We won't share too many, but some of these quotes are, are really dynamic and definitely encourage you all to look at this article. It's on the cut. Um, Where's this quote out here? This is actually, so this is from a designer. Um, His name is um, Telfar Clemens. He's a designer. Um, It says, in my first 10 years as a designer, I never got a single review. But when we won the CFDA Vogue Fashion Fund Award in 2017, ever since then, Telfar is the poster boy for mission accomplished in inclusion. There's a whole narrative around us now, and it's great to get press, but in a way... All of this talk about diversity and continuation, you know, diversity is a continuation of not mm-hmm. talking about our clothes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what it, he so this designer, which is actually very well respected, and he's had some really dope shows. Um, I I haven't went to any of his shows or anything, but I've seen some of his shows, and he's just very he he brings black life into fashion, and I really appreciate that about him. Um, just talking this quote here just spoke out to me it's because because this this directly kind of does align with what i do you know working in press um and i will say the publication i work for does it does a really good job of highlighting many people of color uh many many different races but yeah a lot of publications won't even write a review you know that's kind of a part of this industry is you know who's talking about it what what buyers are buying it what editors are talking about it um yeah, and just getting acknowledged for your work. That's kind of how the industry is. Um, That's deep. No, I I, I highly encourage it's... you guys to look at this article, read through these quotes. I mean, so many people share their experiences and their perspectives. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, even if you don't work in fashion, it's it's such an insightful and like, I don't know, it just gave me this feeling of like, you know, we're not, we're not wrong for feeling like the 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 only black person in the room and, and feeling like our voice isn't always heard all the time. Like there are so many other people who feel the same way. And I think that, you know, one, that's comforting to know that people are noticing that something needs to change and like we're coming together and just sharing these perspectives and sharing these stories, even for you know, people who aren't black and don't work in fashion, this article can be inspiring and definitely um, an eye-opener for any of you. So highly encourage you mm-hmm. to check that out for sure. Yeah, I just want to share one more quote, and we can move on to the next boss move. But yeah, check this out. Um, this last quote here, 
she's a designer as well, and she shared that <clears throat> fashion has a bad habit of making very surface level changes. It's not about adding more black models. People don't think about factory the factory workers, honestly. Almost all people of color are on the factory worker mm. side of fashion. How meaningful would it be to make something beautiful that is also empowering? So even just just d- definitely dive into this article and just think about how this applies to so many other industries, right? There are, you know, even media, right? Working in media, working in music, all those behind the scenes people that like really make a difference to the production, to the entertainment. Um, yeah, a lot of voices aren't being heard, but this was a this was a great step, and I hope this girl walked in Monday morning with a round of applause. This is ovation. an amazing article. Love that. Standing ovation. So, boss move. Shout out to Lindsay Peoples Wagner over at the Cut. We're definitely rooting for you, and I look forward to hearing more about your journey. Moving right into our tech update for today's episode of the Bossing Podcast, we just wanted to list off some of our favorite podcasts and why we would encourage you to check them out. So I'm just going to get started with it. Mentor Box is my newest obsession. Like I have three more podcasts to share with you, but right now I'm obsessed with Mentor Box. I am very attentive to their notifications. Um, I really love this podcast for so many reasons. One, because every episode is just highly engaging. I feel like it's packed with information that is valuable and I can use it in my life. Um, it's very quick. quick. They're very short. Some of them are 15 minutes long. Some are longer, like 50 minutes long, different, different durations, but, um, just a couple titles, forgiveness, why your tool belt needs it. Um, reinventing yourself into becoming a thought leader. I'm not sure if I've heard that one. So I'm going to go ahead and save that sacrifice. Why it should be your daily practice, why you should be yourself at work. Um, overcoming paralysis by analysis, why it's easier to do the right thing than you think it is. Um, these are n- brand new episodes. Why your brand must have a social conscious. They, yeah, they release yeah I've been traveling. Wow, there's so many I have to listen to. <laughs> They're seriously so good. I listened to three of them on the, on the way to Atlanta. I listened to three. They're so good um, and, and super informative. So check out Mentor Box. Let me know if you like it. Send me a tweet. Send me an Instagram comment. Whatever. Like I need to know. Um, if you're in the marketing space or content creation or social media space, I'm sure you would love Buffer's podcast, which is called The Science of Social Media. Um, and one of their oh their newest episode that just dropped today is called We Analyzed 43 Million Facebook Posts from the Top 20,000 Brands New Research. So I like their podcast because they really use research and data from their platform. So Buffer is um, one of the sites that you can use to kind of automate your social media posts on Twitter or Facebook and whatnot. So they're using um, real data from people who are using social media as a business to help us do better at using social media as a business. So it's really cool. Um, The last episode I heard from them was around seven psychology facts that all social media marketers should know Uh, so I thought that was really insightful just understanding how psychology and understanding the human mind can help you use social media for business more that was really insightful another shout out I want to do is for the manager damn money podcast Uh, I'm going to be honest I haven't listened to an episode super super recently of them but They are um, two black men who kind of come from like a finance world and it's Ben and Malcolm. Those are their names. And I really like their episodes. Um, They're kind of catering financial advice, excuse me, financial advice and financial resources to millennials. So they break down money conversations in a way that is very conversational for us, which I love. And then my last one quickly and then Ryan, I want to know what you're listening to, but it's also the Oprah Super Soul Sunday podcast because, I mean, can we ever get enough Oprah? I don't think, I don't think we could ever get enough Oprah. So, love Oprah's podcast. 
<clears throat> Oprah just has um, really nice, you know, Oprah-like conversations with a lot of really... She Oprah is, and she has Oprah-like conversations with amazing people, thought leaders, um, very passionate, very interesting people who have different stories. Um, and the last one I listened to that had a very, like, a very resonating, I guess, impact with me was Oprah's conversation with Will I Am, and she's, I guess, she's published so many since then, but. She had this conversation with Will I Am that was so intense. It was about like the future of technology and how um, our younger generation should be learning about artificial intelligence and should be coding uh, tools and apps and programs that use artificial intelligence in order to basically step up and be our future. So he's in, he's involved in a lot of initiatives with the children in technology and STEM and science. Yeah, it it was an amazing conversation. Um, Oprah asked him, Oprah said, um, if you could, he mentioned that he like meditates and he connects with his younger self. He's a very deep individual, um, which I gathered in this podcast episode. And then a couple of my friends said the same thing. But he mentioned that he meditates and he connects with his younger self and his older self in order to keep his three versions of self connected and present with where he is in the moment. Wow, I'm about to just log off now. <laughs> it was so good. I like I listened to this about a month ago and I and I Never recall that. that. It was like it was amazing. Wow. It was amazing. What are you listening to? What do you remember? Why should we listen? Tell us all. Spill the tea. Um, one that I'm actually listening to very frequently, um, I've, t- I've talked a little bit on the podcast about, you know, really just going on a journey, of, like spiritual journey and really um, focusing in on my connection and my relationship with God. Um, so if you're if you're in that same space or, you know, you believe in God, you go to church, definitely check out the FCBC podcast. Um, FCBC stands for um, First Corinthians Baptist Church, and that's based in New York. It's like a super popular church um, in Harlem here in New York. Um, what's crazy is I've never been to the church. I've never been to the church, but I've heard so many things about it. We don't need to talk about why I don't go because mm-hmm. I'm in Brooklyn, so you should already know. Um, but like a younger younger church, so it's very like the the sermons are very resonating. Um, and just some of the sermons, like I'll just name a few. Like one of them is like leaning mm. into peace, um, forgiveness, right? The one I listened to today was um, talking about embracing change, right, and and really seeing seeing your circumstances for what they are, and not and not you know putting like a negative gaze over like oh like I don't have the job that I have right now, so I'm like entire career is just not happening, you know. Um, so that I like to listen in the morning; it just gets my mornings going, and I think it's important to have some dialogue and you know conversation with God before you get started, and especially in New York where. So Amen. Going on, it's kind of just recenters me. Um, so I've been listening to that one. So check that out, FCBC podcast. Um, another one I want to share is one that I've been listening to since undergrad, and I still listen now. It's I swear by it. I recommend it to anyone. It's called Job Logs, um, and Job Logs is hosted by these um, two professionals working in like the marketing tech space. Um, Joy Marie and her co-host is um, co-host name is Courtney. Um, on that on that podcast, they kind of they talk about very similar, very similar things to what we what we've t- talked about and dived into here, but just very candid conversations about you know what it looks like to be a young professional and thrive at thrive at this you know journey that we're all on and everything from like freelancing to entrepreneurship, you know managing your money, building business, building your brand, you know building your online brand. They talk about so much, and I started listening to this, you know even before way before we started Bosshood and it's something that's always been really inspiring for me and they have really good resources they have a website their social media is super dope um, and the, you know what's interesting the voice is actually I, I think it definitely appeals to women I think they I mean it, it can be you know it can translate right the messaging can translate but for me it, it always it resonates and it's it's a good it's definitely a good one to listen to and there's a lot of inspiring women that have been on the podcast so yeah check out Job Logs and then the third one that um, 
<laughs> the third one that I just want to shout out, I haven't even listened to this one yet. I found this one today. I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to do a podcast roundup. Let me let me check out, you know, some other new podcasts. So this is one that I want to start listening to. You know, T.O., I encourage you to start listening to. It's called Two Black Guys with Good Credit. What a title. Two Black Guys with Good Credit. That, I just love what that title. What a title. It stands out. It's, it's something that, it's a conversation that I feel like no one is having. Don't we all want to be two black guys with good credit? Who doesn't want to? Who doesn't want to be? Th- <laughs> who doesn't want to be two black guys with good credit? I love that title. I'm not saying that black men in general don't have good credit, but it's just the fact that this podcast, this the name, just really stands out. And um, it's about two business owners that have had successful track records and you know have good credit, and they're bringing you kind of like a straight talk, like you know, in your face version of you know making money, managing money, and protecting your money. I love that. They talk about it's kind of like education around you know having good credit i need to listen to this like, tomorrow morning i need to listen to this like right after undergrad because maybe that whole situation with my students mm. would not have happened. same um <laughs> but two black guys with good listen credit, to that now start soon um we'll also share these on social definitely we'll show some love so be looking out for that yeah, check here for out. it podcast, podcast, podcast. let's move right into our discussion topic for today Today's discussion topic um, is growth. It's crazy because it's been about a year since we've launched this podcast. And to wrap it up, to wrap up our first season, we thought, what better conversation to have than about growth? And it's funny because as soon as we decided on this, I went and I listened to one of our older episodes. And in our in our check-in, I said, I just woke up and chopped off all of my hair. <laughs> Do you remember like a year ago? I, I literally cut it. I remember you cutting it and FaceTime me, and I was like, "Whoa!" It was a year ago. I, I just woke up was and I cut it all ago? off. Yeah. What What made you do that? What was that about? Do you remember? We talked. <laughs> we talked about it in that episode I was listening to, oh, but okay. I was just saying like, I was ready for a change. I was ready for a new look, a new chapter. And, you know, when a girl cuts her hair, she changes her life. And that's what I wanted to happen. And it's crazy because I really feel like I've came into that evolution over the year. Like, I've grown in so many ways. But that's what we want to reflect on today is just the different ways that we've grown, um, what it takes for us to really acknowledge our growth. And sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it's hard. But... It's always worth it at the end of the day to persevere, stay focused, keep your mind on the why behind everything that you're doing, um, and it really pays off. So just to get it started, um, let's start with our professional growth areas, and and what I want to share, I think we might have similar reflections, but what I want to share first is just in my directness um, in within, with my communication professionally and personally to be honest but I've been able to just push through my uncomfortness in different times um, or different times where I felt like hmm, am I really the person in the room who should speak up and say this mm-hmm. you know chances are yeah I am if I have the thought and I have the idea right. um, and it's all about delivery I think as it far is. as questioning whether you're the right person to say it, it's like, okay, well, let me just think about how I'm going to deliver it, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and and with what intent and with what kind of articulation am I going to share it what with? Tone. What tone? All of that. It's a so, very, like, I get exactly what you're saying because that, that was something I definitely, yeah, I get all of that. Yeah, it's it's hard to... Um, it's very strategic. I don't know. Have, and I, it's a strategic, you have to be strategic in, in your communication and your your directness and your sharing of ideas you have to yeah and I think it kind of comes into play with um you know part of the journey that we've shared here on this podcast from moving into an intern position into like you know a person with a little bit more authority in a room necessarily or a, a little bit more responsibility in a room a little bit more trust from our team members in the room I think that I've really earned my place on my current team and I think that my voice and my opinion is valued and I've seen that when I'm more direct with my communication and 
um, more clear, you know, whether it's like I am asking something of someone or I'm suggesting that we do something in a different way mm-hmm. or I'm calling out, you know, a problem I foresee us running into next week or next month. Just being direct with it and, and owning my voice. We did a whole episode dedicated to that and I think that that's a huge growth area for me professionally. Nice. And I and you've we've talked about that a lot and I mean even I want to just congratulate you on the fact that that those efforts, right? Thank the you. work that you've done there, that's shown up for you even in you got a promotion. You know, since we've since we've had that conversation about that being a growth area for you, you've moved up and I'm 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 absolutely positive that that level of directness and that, you know, attention to your assertiveness and your ability to take initiative has has rubbed off on them and that's that's impressed them. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Being a boss. Um I want to talk about voice. I think in in so many ways, I've I, there's so many ways that I've grown at Hype Beast. A lot of it is skill driven, but mainly my thing was my voice and really speaking up um, and really being able to communicate what I want. Because um, I I kind of I jumped into a role where my job description was wrote out and spelled out for me, um, and I work at a company where it's 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 not that it's frowned upon or not encouraged. It's, it's the, the workflow that we have. It's kind of hard to go out of your day to day. It's kind of, you know, one, it's like time and then, you know, not wanting to step on someone else's toes, but you know, I very much want to, I want to make sure that I'm continue growing and not getting comfortable with that. And I found that like about, I'd say like three months ago, like beginning of the summer, um, I just felt very, I felt kind of complacent and I felt like I was going into work every day and, and I was a machine. I was, I was, I was tweeting all day. I was writing Instagram captions all day. I was, you know, I was doing this, this same thing over and over again. And that was limiting my creativity and that was very much affecting my energy and very much affecting my, my, um, you know, my, my performance. I could, I could tell it was, and I didn't know what to do about it, but I, I think it was a matter of speaking up and, I want to talk to you about this conversation I just had with my boss actually last week where, you know, it was kind of, he opened the door to talk about development. He, he wanted to talk about my development at the company and where I see, you know, my, where I see myself growing in my role and then in other areas of the company. And I, in that conversation till I'm not going to run through the entire thing, but at one point in the conversation, I, I looked at him dead in his face and I said, I want to be a manager. Mm. Good for you. That, I mean, very direct. I said, I want to be a manager. And I, and I communicated why I want that and, and what things I would like to manage and what things I would like to implement. I, I was prepared. I was prepared. I used Good. our handy-dandy note section. And I just wrote out a bunch of things because I'm like, I know that this is bothering me. Why am I not communicating this? Why am I not speaking up? Um, mm-hmm. So definitely, I communicated that desire and then also asked him, you know, what do you look for? What does this company look for in a manager? What steps did you take, you know, to move on to this management position? And then also what steps do I need to take and how, you know, how can, you know, we support each other in that? And he was very receptive to that conversation. And he was, um, it was, it was crazy because me and my boss have a good connection. And I think we connect on two main areas. We connect on music a lot. Right. Like he he has a very good taste in music. I'd like to say I have a good taste in music. We talk about music. We, you know, chop it up and then we connect on just pop culture in general. Things going on in entertainment, what we're watching on TV, yada, yada. But um, and we, we don't have like a friendship outside the office. And I'm actually OK with that. But I could tell when I when I communicated my interest in learning more about street. I told him I want to learn more about streetwear. I want to learn more about this brand, everything that like that helps his brand live and breathe and, and, and grow. I want to learn more about our core. Um, I definitely, I, I feel like I have a good connection and understanding to our overall brand voice and our audience. I can tell your audience like the back of my hand in multiple ways, but just learning more about the core, learning more about the history that informs the now. I communicated that to you and he lit up. Like he lit up and we started talking for like 30 minutes about you know, different things. And he asked me a really interesting question. He said, you know, what do you, who do you think our brand is? He said, what do you think 
people see what do, what do you think people look to hypebeast for um that wasn't even i didn't know he was gonna ask me that question but i was able to respond to that you know and talk about you know my perception coming into the company versus now that i've been doing the work um and then in that conversation i communicated some of my training and development needs you know for me to move into a manager role for me to move up i want to take classes i want to get certified um so yeah i and i also i had went ahead and signed up for this instagram for business class and then i also have like this facebook facebook ad manager like facebook advertising class coming up in september yeah that's exciting so all in all like good conversation and I, i think that my voice and it's very similar to your you know growth area of being direct it's I, I know that i i know that in my head it all makes sense but it's like communicating it was a struggle for a long time communicating my needs was a struggle um but i'm happy to say that you know we had that conversation and we have a follow-up meeting soon to talk about like a more concrete next steps like i'm also going to start writing that's another new thing i'm going to start doing doing some writing on the actual site so i'm excited so exciting so and it's it's cool because when you think about when we first started um you were fresh into hypebeast like very fresh Mm -hmm. right yeah um and you were getting acclimated with a new team you're excited to initiate things so i'm glad that you stepped up and and you've communicated that you want more of a challenge i think that's going to be so cool for Mm -hmm. you so stay tuned for ryan continuing to make these boss moves at Hypebeast in New York City and in his career in general. Mm-hmm. Um, drop the link to the blog when it's live. I will. <laughs> I think I want to, I don't know where I'm going to start. Probably like very basic level, like, you know, writing blog posts, writing news posts. But I love to interview people. I love to do roundups and spotlight people and tell my own stories. Just like we talked about earlier on in this episode, like Hypebeast could do, Hypebeast could absolutely do that same article. Mm-hmm. You know, similar yeah. topics, creating conversation, and and I'm realizing I have I, I I work for this platform, I work for this medium, I'm a voice that's valued in this medium. So why am I not using it more effectively than tweeting? <laughs> and I shouldn't I shouldn't belittle my my role because it's absolutely way more than treating tweeting. But yeah, it's I'm I'm inspired right now, and I'm I'm excited to take on new challenges because for a while I I, I thought. I wanted to just throw in the towel and move on to a new company, but I don't think that that, what is that doing for my voice, right? What is that doing for my development? So that's me. Agreed. So another area I kind of want to talk about, I'm kind of going to combine these two, but mental health and then lifestyle and habits, they're kind of the same for me, but um, part of my routine is waking up early to do some yoga and do some positive affirmations. So I just repeat to myself a couple mantras that kind of establish the mindset that I want to be in for the day, whether I feel it wholeheartedly or not. I speak it to myself and repeat it to myself so that it's, you know, the first thing that I say, the first thing that I think about. But it kind of starts with like, I am a a light of inspiration to every environment that I step foot into. I am satisfied. I have more than enough energy to accomplish all of my tasks. Um, I I find the beauty in everyday life. I am love. I am creative. I just turned around to look at my my mirror, but I am money. Um, yeah, my, my one of them is my finances do not define my worth. Yes. Um, and that just helps me understand that no matter what the bank account is looking like, I am still talented. I'm still capable. I'm still satisfied. And I have everything that I want. Um, so I just wake up. And I think that's really important. It's really important for me. Anyways, um, you know, everyone can decide on what their routine is and what makes them feel calm in the mornings and things. But I cannot start my day without these affirmations and expect it to go well. And I think that part of my mental growth has been understanding the power of my mind and the power that I have to control the day instead of allowing the day to control me. Um, And then that's just, you know, kind of going into my lifestyle and habits is just part of my routine now at this point and I am proud to say that over the past month I did get up at six o'clock in the morning at least three times a week to do a morning jog about a mile 
Uh, I'm going to say a run, not a jog. I'm going to say a legitimate a run. A full-on run, full force. A run. A mile, yeah. In heels or tennis week, shoes? Or? I mean, tennis shoes, running shoes, my Pumas, of course. Just kidding. There's this video that kind of went viral, this woman running in heels. I saw it. <laughs> I'm not sure if you, it was that You know funny, I communicate in memes sometimes. <laughs> it wasn't that funny to me. The context is funny. Who the woman is is funny. We don't have to talk about her though. This is okay. space. We'll take it offline. Okay. Um, but another lifestyle habit that I'm excited to share is is my um, every paycheck I'm moving some of it into a savings account. So pray for me that I'm able to continue that habit because I would like to. That would rack it up. Trying to get to Thailand and by has February that, that been, 2019. Uh, that's been going on this month, and that's something you started this month? Yeah, the whole month, so I did pretty good. Pretty good. What about you? Lifestyles, habits, mental? I think my biggest piece of mental growth this year is really just maintaining like patience with myself. I'm very hard mm. on myself. I think that's just inherent to my Leo personality that I was born with for some reason, and... Um, I'm very much living in the future sometimes and planning for the next and thinking about things that could have happened and changed, you know, things I could have done before or, you know, mistakes I may have made or I'm just I'm just trying to be in a space of patience with myself by just focusing on being present with my circumstances. There's been a lot. There's been a lot of crazy stuff going on this summer. Um, And when I'm in the moment, my normal process is to call you and just. (laughs) <laughs> rant about it <laughs> rant about it you know talk my shit about it but I'm just trying to be present I'm trying to be present in my current circumstances and just focus on really cultivating inner peace and I, and I think I do that by same thing being mindful and just if I'm if I'm overthinking something just really stepping away and having a moment to breathe having a moment to really speak to reality and and be grateful like gratitude helps me in those moments like okay Mm-hmm. Finances aren't here, yada yada yada. But X Y Z bills are paid. I've had these many experiences. I also I I kind of equate like ex- experiences with like I've had so many opportunities to do so many things that I would never be able to afford or have the access to. Like counting my blessings, being grateful for what you know what God has put out for me and how He showed up in my life. So. Yeah. Also, mental growth. Um, not to get Bible, not to get all Bible. You know, talked about FCBC podcast, but I've been going to church and I've been going to Bible study. Um, yeah, that's off good. and on. That's sometimes great. it's like sometimes we have uh, actual phone, like a like a over the phone Bible study. Um, but that that's been a part of my mental growth as well, and and actually reading the Bible and beginning to understand it because that's not at all a part of my foundations. Like I didn't grow up. I grew up with a Bible. I had a, my grandma like bought me a Bible. I didn't read a Bible as a kid or really understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like now learning like very foundational lessons and um, just sermons of the Bible. And it's, it's, it's been eye opening. So yeah. Good. That's a I'm process. happy to hear that. Growth is good. Growth is what we're celebrating. Um, and this circling back on like, you know, how we kind of use each other to help ourselves grow accountability partners is a really big i think it's so helpful it's so cool i was i was telling you earlier but one of our friends one of the mutual friends that we have she just texts me and the beginning of this month she sent me a message and she said um what are your goals for this month and then every week this month she's been hitting me up just saying like How'd you get on your goals? How'd you do with your goals this week? And it's been so helpful for me. I love it. I love that. I, I look at you as an accountability partner with, you know, we have bosshood. We, that we, we're, I mean, any point of the day, we're working to hold each other accountable. Um, but that maybe that's something I want to explore, even outside of me and your friendship, finding someone else to, you know, be accountable, talk about goals with. Um, yeah. What else? I mean, I want to kind of talk about lifestyle and habits a little bit. You talked about, you know, running your mornings in the week, which is amazing. I need to be doing the same thing. Um, I just found this freelance gig. Um, Not really found it. It was brought to my attention. um, This opportunity to work with this 
community and youth development organization out of Ohio, and I'm like super excited about it. Um, one, because at the beginning of the year, I told myself I want to in some way give back to community, find some some kind of outlet to do some kind of mentorship or community community work. Because just being in New York, I've ne- I haven't participated in any kind of volunteer work. Uh, but I just found this this role where I'm going to be doing social media strategy for this campaign for like five months. Um, and the campaign is kind of focused on educating youth on like activism and voter registration and the, really the power of their own vote. Um, and then also educating them on, on, on legislation that's affecting them in their communities. And it's almost like it's almost like they're going to be created. It's like a content hub. Like we're working with youth to create content around this large initiative. So I just signed on for that. One of my good friends is the COO of that organization and there's some money involved. So that's going to like, <laughs> that's going to actually like double my monthly income. So I'm super excited about that. That's a goal. That, that's yeah. A that was something I was like, man, like if I can get some more income out of this and also like, you know, do something meaningful and do something that's also educating me. So yeah. What do you, well, that's, dope. that's, that's saving money and saving money and increasing my monthly income is definitely what I'm working towards. That's my next season of growth. Money, 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 money. I said my next season. <laughs> look, this, so what's funny is my next season of growth is your is what you're focused on, and your next your what you're currently doing now is is what I want to focus on. It's really developing, and you know, getting some kind of discipline around a fitness routine, sleeping mm-hmm. more, finding, and, and then also just like finding a creative outlet. I mm-hmm. work every day until about seven thirty, and it's just. Well, not every day, but a lot of times I'm coming home later and it's just time to cook dinner. And I want to I do want to develop some kind of fitness plan. That has not been something I've been able to be disciplined about. It's crazy because it's like once you get started, like, I don't know. I just I started doing these morning runs and then I felt how different my body feels. And I like wanted to start my day like that mm-hmm. because of how good I felt the remaining part of the day. It was so, it's so cool. It's like, interesting. Are you, are you more energized activities. throughout the day? Yeah. More energized, like more focused in the morning. It's crazy. I'm here for it. I love it. I cheers will, to growth. Cheers friend. to growth. Cheers to growth. I'm going to get in the gym and I want to do some run too. Cause Lord. you'll get there. I'll get there. Next, next, next update me until next episode will be running marathons. So stay tuned for that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can commit to that. <laughs> we really want to encourage you all who are listening to take a second, acknowledge your own growth, celebrate your growth. And, you know, while there's probably many goals that we didn't get to this year, there's still so many of them that we did accomplish and so much along the way in the process and in the journey that we can appreciate. So make sure you do the same. That's really important. Thank you again for tuning into this episode of the Boss Head Podcast. And big thanks to all of our season one guests who help us bring this story to life. Yes. Scooter Taylor, Chris Did It, Jonathan Jackson, the homie Dan P. Lee. Thank you all. Thank you. I love all of those conversations with our guests have been super inspiring. And I I listen back to those episodes the most because just hearing different perspectives is really important to me. So thank you all for sharing your platform and perspectives with us. That's so important. And um, these are four individuals who really inspire us on a personal basis. So that's why we chose to have them on this season of the podcast. And we can't wait to bring you so much more in season two with even more guests, even more informative topics. So make sure you stay tuned with us on social media at Boston Pod and our personal accounts at T-Y-E-A-L for me and at Ohio Ryan for him. And you're going to see us taking over the streets of Los Angeles and New York City, which is always exciting. We're always on another adventure, having fun, making moves, hanging out with Nicki Minaj and whatnot. Nicki Minaj. (laughs) My mentor. My long-term mentor. Yes. Thanks again for listening, and as always, boss up. Hey bosses, we really hope you've loved season one of Boss Up the Podcast as much as we've loved giving it to you. While we go on hiatus before we give you season two, there's a few ways that we could really use your support. We're coming out with some merchandise, 
So cop a t-shirt for you and for the other bosses in your life to let them know how much you appreciate them. And sign up for our email list so you can stay updated with all our latest news. And check us out on social media. If you're not already following us on Instagram, please do so at BossHoodPod. And like, comment, interact with us on the polls, on Insta stories, and just stay tuned. We'll be back. Um, And we've got a lot of exciting things on the way. So thank you so much for your support. Thank you.